A real science fiction enthusiast has to be a little crazy and a little sane, a little dreamy and a little skeptical, a little idealistic and also a little hard-headed. George Mercer inclined toward the first of each of these three pairs, which was why he fell for Dave Katrinian's time-traveling swindle. George was well into middle age, rather tiredly married, and ran a small watch repair and jewelry shop. The jewelry he made by hand satisfied only a fraction of his desire for self-expression. His wife did little to feed his yearning for romance, while boating once every two years did nothing to slake his thirst to be in on some great, undefined act of world-saving. The magazines he read and shelved meticulously left him restless, not sated. So he was ripe for becoming the victim of an adventurous do-gooder swindle. Not that Dave Cantarian wasn't an ingenious swindler, even though he chose an extremely bizarre field of operations. As one of the treasury men later said, Boy, if he had only stuck to uranium stock, cosmic power generators, and gasoline from water, Dave turned up at the local science fiction club, with a half-dozen magazines under his arm, and a readiness to argue about the relative merits of anything from the gray lensman to Playboy. Next meeting he showed around a Heinlein manuscript and a Freus original. It was several weeks before he began to hint to George about supernormal powers and a mysterious mission and it was only in George's room behind the shop after carefully drawing the blinds and extracting a promise of secrecy that he delicately parted his blonde pompadour to expose two quivering golden antennae capable of sending and receiving thought messages across time, but unfortunately for test purposes not across space. Evidently, Dave was a reasonably good parlor magician and mechanical gimmicker, for he made several small objects disappear into the future to Dave's satisfaction, and he caused two clocks in Dave's shop to first gain and then lose ten minutes without any detectable intervention. Before George managed to check the clocks against anything but Dave's wristwatch, the brief trip in time was over and Dave didn't repeat that demonstration. But the future smelled different, George revered. After bearing his antennae, Dave told all which was simply this. Dave was a man from five thousand years in the future, fighting on the good side of an interstellar war which was being lost because the home base of Terra had run out of certain absolutely essential metals. These turned out to be nothing difficult to obtain, such as uranium-235 or berkelium, but simply silver and gold, which 17th-century technology could transform into a non-corrosive armor far stronger than steel and harder than diamond.